this week actually was really interesting because we started our campaign. Uh, we started our campaign with an event that was in the House of Youth, which is the place where we had our first assembly or congress uh, when we actually established the party in Sarajevo. And it had some uh, symbolic value for us. It uh, was well attended, reminded us of the, the times when we were starting the party, the enthusiasm, the energy. Um, this time I also had uh, the appearance on the, the same place where I announced the candidacy 2000, 2018, and, uh, Face TV, Face TV, that's the name, with a reporter whose name is Senat Adjitsevic. And, um, and it happened, and of course it's the, it was the first day of, of campaigning. And in that month, you actually pay for participating in, in TV shows and interviews. So we purchased that, and we also purchased uh, we purchased 25 minutes. Now that first day, and also similar time, uh, the last next to the last day of the campaign. But it happened to be at the same time when we were doing the uh, the event itself the opening event of the campaign. So what we did was uh, we scheduled uh, everybody view the interview, the interview in the House of You. And uh, they had a program prior to that, and then they all had, a, a, they, all, they all viewed the, the interview on the big screen. And then I came back, and with the American style, the loud music, and I entered the, uh, the arena with a crowd uh, already pumped up, and it was beautiful. Then I gave the speech, and that was the end of it. So it was the, uh, really well done, and I was really thankful to everybody who participated in making it possible. And compared to uh, others, other parties, uh, much better funded parties. This was um, probably one of the best, if not the best, opening events. Um, really tastefully done. Uh, beautiful speakers coming from all over Bosnia-Herzegovina and uh, different parties in the coalition, their representatives and so on. From then, we went to uh, Bosnska Krajina, the northwest part of Bosnia and Herzegovina, where I had the opening of my campaign as the presidential candidate, as the presidential candidate. And I was in Bihać. Bihać, we had uh, the uh, town hall meeting. Uh, we had a town hall meeting. Uh, but the day before, we went to... Uh, Stansky Most. We went to Stansky Most. Uh, one little town. And we walked to a little town in Bosnistat Rhine, the northwest of Bosnia Herzegovina. And then we. Uh, then we had. Uh, from that, we went to Bihać and also visited 
cities like Tsazin or towns, Tsazin, Velika, Kladusha, uh, that actually voted for me big time in 2018, but we don't even have any organization there. Simply walk the city, talk to uh, the cities or towns, uh, walk with the uh, walk with the uh, talk to the citizens. Uh, from that point on, the next day, um, we went to Khazarat, Piedor, Banja Luka, three cities in one day. We had booths um, uh, in the street, uh, talking, uh, sharing the, uh, giving our materials, talking to citizens. And then we ended up in Zenica, in Zenica, the same day where we had our uh, uh, Zenica, where we had our town hall meeting. Uh, every city where we do the town hall meeting, what we what we normally do is uh, we present our candidates uh, from that electoral or election uh, region unit, whatever you call it, and uh, and that's usually good for them because they are seen with me, they get to be presented to a large group of people. And um, so that's how we are setting up our campaign. Visit every village, every village, every town, city, um, villages where we can, uh, use the social media, have national appearances where we can, where we get a chance to do so. And um, today I am in, uh, uh, in northeast of Bosnia, Kalesia, uh, one town, we are going to Zivinica the second, then Gracenica third, coming back to Tuzla tonight. Three or four cities, towns during the day, that's really what is uh, what is happening. Uh, tomorrow, um, another three cities on Saturday, I'm going to play basketball with. Uh, be careful, are, they, be careful. They, they have this idea, instead of just talking to, uh, to citizens, why don't we talk to youth by playing uh, basketball with them? So we'll see how many people show up. I'll try to fake that I know a little bit about uh, basketball. Uh, at the same time, we had, or in the meantime, a major issue with uh, uh, the, the lady I mentioned to you that's on the uh, one of the candidates of the coalition in the country, not from, uh, not from our party, but from the Progress, but from our partners, uh, independent block, Nazarist block, um, somebody who showed up two, three days before the, the lists were created, highly recommended, they took the person, never checked what needed to be checked, and then uh, the fact that there's a prior conviction, um, our people found out, and the whole thing exploded. Uh, now they're trying to for us to distance ourselves from her, we uh, to take it off our list, of course, we can't. The ballots were printed. The Central uh, Central Election Commission basically said, no, you can't take her off the list now. Um, we said, why didn't you check before uh, the election, before you printed the ballots? They said, we only check for war criminals and things like that, but not for prior conviction. But we can do it. We will do that afterwards if they get a mandate and there is a prior conviction, then in some cases they, they are not uh, given that uh, mandate that, than somebody else. 
um, our people, are the, the, our members don't understand that. They are saying you have to publicly denounce her. We are, of course, the PR people are telling us don't do that because that only just highlights the problems that you have. The country doesn't talk about it. Nobody suggests only you inside talk about it. And those who portals that are attacking you are the portals associated with our opponents, uh, competitors in the public space, in the political space. Now, people don't understand that. They say we are clean. And I'm saying why are, uh, that's the, in, the other party candidate, not our candidate. Why would we go out and talk about the issue that we didn't create? And so there's a lot of uproar within our ranks because we are simply politically um, immature, really, uh, not inexperienced. Inexperience is a better word. Um, and so I had to deal last night at a, a meeting of the our presidency and invited the presidents and coalition partners to explain how it came out to be and what it is that we can do and made some decisions that, for example, the human resources will be now, for the coalition will be, the platform for progress will take over so that it doesn't happen to us, and that we will establish the ethics commission that will look into this case and any other cases, because uh, we have to really, to be fair and give her a chance to explain what happens, and if, because she claims that it's not true, uh, once we find out what really happens, then we can take a stand in terms of what we will do um, afterwards. But that's another one of those crisis situations that you have to deal with, even though uh, we, I, had nothing to do with it. In the end, because I'm the presidential candidate, um, in the end, it's, it can be uh, seen as, as, as something that uh, will hurt me and nobody else. And the problem is that um, even our people are saying, "Well, Mossad, you are the leader of the coalition. You are the leader of the coalition, and therefore, uh, you have to know." Well, I didn't. I'm, there is no leader of the coalition. There is nobody who is approving things for the coalition. The president, who knows everything, no. It's the six partners who are making decisions uh, jointly, and certain decisions once you divide. Once you divide, divide the seats or the places on the list of candidates, you have no uh, jurisdiction or responsibility for understanding who it is that they put into those slots. Uh, we simply have an agreement that that's the slot, their slot, they have the right to fill it. But now we have to change that as well. We are going to be uh, taking over for the whole coalition human resources with their representation and uh, we'll have to um, because people hold us up to high standards we'll have to enforce the standards in our area. so it's going to be um, it's not going to go away completely we'll still have to deal with it for a while but such is life um, the, the most important thing is that uh, I have to learn just to let it go and not to answer to not answer every message that comes whether via Viber or uh, WhatsApp or email, text message, uh, messenger, whatever people are. It, it's interesting. They, they simply are saying, Mursad, 
how can you allow this? You are, we thought you were something else, somebody else. Then how do you explain that uh, you have nothing to do with it? That, that's not how clinician works. That it's not that you know everything, you're responsible for everything. But it's simply, that's, the, that's the something that um, we are responsible for. We created that image because that's where we are. And that's what we care about, the, the honesty, the, the, the knowledge, care for the country, responsibility. And then anything that, anything that happens, uh, they basically say you are responsible. The SDA, the main ethno-nationalist party, they have a number one seat, number one place on their list of candidates for the federal parliament. They have the current premier, premier. Um, uh, the head of the Council of Ministers at the level of the Federation that's uh, indicted, that is uh, being um, um, investigated under uh, for major, major, major uh, crime that happened during the uh, COVID pandemic. But yet he's on the can or on the list of candidates. Nobody cares. And for us, uh, somebody who is in 18th or 8th or 10th place at a cantonal level, a uh, person that nobody ever heard of, uh, suddenly has a, a, a record. And I'm not for such person in any sense, but just comparing that, nobody's mentioning that person, high profile, um, what seems to be criminal for us. Um, it's, it's not a problem for them, but anything that's outside of close to perfect is a problem for us. Um, we are, this is week one. It is um, uh, it is interesting. I didn't expect that it would be so good in terms of the opening and that we would in week one have a, a major uh, risk issue like this lady. Um, what's happening now is that uh, we are constantly planning and changing our appearances uh, simply because uh, the schedule is um, the, the schedule that we made for my appearances in the next 30 days uh, is constantly changing because some people cannot uh, respond to the responsibilities that we gave them and others asking for more days and in the meantime we are getting calls from TV stations that we would like to do debates and we have to fill those and they are marvelous. We got the four uh, uh, calls for the debates at the national level, uh, national TV uh, stations. Um, today in the newspaper, the major, in the major portal, the, the largest uh, portal uh, called Clicks in Bosnia-Herzegovina, there was an article saying we checked with the uh, TV stations, uh, especially public uh, media services, uh, about the success rate in, in getting the candidates to agree to debate. And they all responded that no other candidate responded, only Mirsad Hanzikadi. Mm -hmm. So then we made a, a big deal out of it. And I'm looking forward to them. Basically, I told uh, the TV stations, listen, if I'm the only one who accepted, do you cancel it or do you let me talk? They said, no, no, you give it up. You, you'll get, then you get, you get all the time for yourself. 
You say, wonderful. We'll see if that's actually going to happen, if anybody will show up. But I'm, I'm going to do my, I'm going to do my share, and my, uh, I'm looking forward to those conversations. Um, those people really, really have nothing to say, uh, given the record of their participation in political life, but at the same time, they're very, very, very skilled politicians um, in this type of politics. And that's, the, that's something that I need to uh, pay attention to, because they know how to um, they know when they went through, they know all the legislations, they know how to present something that was nothing uh, as it was something. But I'm looking forward to it. That's it, really. Uh, I am, um, we are getting better, and I apologize for all the noise, we are getting better at, uh, we're getting better at getting to uh, the media, because we established these relationships, and of course, during the time of uh, during the time of uh, uh, campaign, you uh, pay for the uh, presence. But they are uh, it really shows. So now we know why others have <laughs> uh, why other um, candidates and political parties are so successful in in having all the media presence because. Uh, through commercials or ads or whatever, they find a way to get money to media uh, outlets and they respond with uh, more favorable coverage. But anyway, that's it. That's it. Well, and just a couple ones because I, I know you got to go, but um, I know this is a grueling time because you're on the road a lot, you're out, you're speaking, but you seem in your element once again where you're engaging with people, I can just, I can see it in your face. I mean, it's just like, th this is your time to shine, basically, in terms of talking and getting that message out there. You know what, it's, uh, thank you for saying that, because I, I enjoy this part, I love this part. I love talking to people, uh, talking about their problems, uh, the solutions as they see them. I get the energy from those conversations. Um, people also love seeing me as a, as one of them, as a person who any security details with, with me. We uh, nothing that we do is staged. Uh, that other parties bring a thousand people, they bring them, they bust them in, and uh, expect people to believe that there is a really true, true, honest feeling there. People know that. They can trust me, they can trust us. And I love that part. And I, I often think about President Obama, who I've seen him, uh, who is uh, really interesting and uh, probably the best campaigner ever that I've seen uh, in terms of approach to people. Uh, he was much more comfortable there than he was in the, uh, in the Oval Office. And, I, uh, and then the next time I see him campaign again, the next time around, he went back, he came back as the, the old Obama that I knew him, of course, a bit more uh, um, experienced. I, I don't want that. I, um, the last four years, as, as we were building this um, other political option uh, and political organization, I enjoyed that part as well. It's very different, very different than, than campaigning. But I have to tell you that uh, 
I too find it so much refreshing, so much more refreshing, the campaign than the uh, the regular days of creating the organization, simply because that is when you're in touch with people the most. And that's what's also to me, um, it gives synergy and uh, reinvigorates you in some way. What has your overall message been here in the early going as you do the town hall meetings? And what has the reaction been from the folks that are attending? Uh, the message is actually uh, has several parts. One is that uh, this is uh, a battle, uh, a race between them the different interest groups, one ethno-nationalist, the other one so-called civic-based, but not really. None of them have ideology. They simply have their interests, personal party interests. They don't care about citizens. They don't care about people or ethnic groups. They don't care about the country. We do. We have ideology. We have principles-based. Uh, principles uh, we put... Uh, Honesty, knowledge, youth, country, responsibility ahead of everything else. Uh, they are the position, not the opposition. They are the power. All of them, even though they are now fighting each other, at some level of government, they are all uh, in power. We are the only true opposition. So I'm simply trying to create this dichotomy between everybody else in terms of what he stands for and their position in the in, in government in in terms of uh, their position in being responsible for the state of the country we are in uh, there are after that I talk about the fact that this honesty the personal integrity and knowledge are what we are offering and asking everybody who is with us to have. And without that, there is no uh, there is no change in the country. And I'm basically also talking about the fact that um, people have to believe that the change is, is possible. The apathy is uh, tremendous here. It's overwhelming. People think nothing can be changed. Nothing can be done. We have to fight that. So that's why my personal um, slogan this year is believe and uh, I have to convince them that it's possible otherwise they will just not even vote and it is within their power to make the change. I also presented the biggest problem, the biggest problem the fact that people are leaving in such huge numbers and we have to stop that and we have to bring those who left back home that, those are I think basically the key points And what's overall reaction from the people as you meet them? Amazing. They are. They all note, and they all say, "Finally, somebody is, is saying things that we believe in." Uh, people are sick and tired of crooks, and they know they are crooks. They are just don't know how to um, remove those shackles. Of course, I don't know if if it's just a temporary relief, and then they go home and face the reality, and then they get, again say, "Well, I can take that." I didn't even know. But I know that the reaction to the message is wonderful, and people truly, truly believe that only um, this can um, can make a difference. And then, of course, our slogan 
um, order, work, and peace is uh, it resonates with them. They know exactly that what they need. That's what they need for them to be happy, to be successful, to be content, to stay put in this country. So we have the right message. We we just have to get to every person, and that requires organization, requires money, 